This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at faithchurchlubbock.com. Good evening. Some good stuff there. Good to have you tonight. If you're a guest, we welcome you. If you're watching online, we're glad you're here. If you need a Bible, our ushers have put the Word of God in your hand. Once you get there, go with me way back into the New Testament to first, first John chapter 3. Before I get going here, I, I want to introduce someone to you. He probably doesn't want me to do this, but I've got the mic, so I got the power. <laughs> a couple years ago, I had the opportunity to meet this guy, and uh, just under some difficult circumstances, we became great friends. Why don't you stand up, Pastor? This is Pastor Michael White. He, he pastors here in Lubbock over on 19th, right by Gene Messer Toyota. But the way we really became friends was in a tragedy. And um, nine months ago, his wife died. And he's got a bunch of kids. His, his son actually left just this, today or yesterday to go play football at West Point. And so... Just through that, we just became great friends. So he said, I, I needed to come to church tonight. So we welcome you here. We pray blessings on you. And so after the service, come up and just really love on him. M- make him miserable with love, okay? <laughs> if that's possible. But we're honored to have you here with us, okay? We love you, man. All right, First John chapter 3. Just pertaining to our tithes and offerings a little bit. Verse 22 says... And whatever we ask, we receive from him. Now, that's, that's a pretty bold statement, isn't it? And, and whatever we ask, we receive of him. But keep going with me. Because, because, because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. So really the only evidence that, that confirms my true relationship with God is my faithfulness into keeping his commands. And it's interesting, he says, that we are in harmony with God when we keep his commands. And so when I'm reading that, I, I look at two words that really, really jumped out at me. He said, keep and do. Keep and do. So have you ever stomped your foot at God and said, God, I've been praying, I've been asking you, why didn't you do this? Well, one, did I ask him, and two, have I been keeping and doing what he told me to do? Because I know biblically God loves to bless his children. And so, you know, I, I, I want you to use a little common sense with this too, because, you know, as a parent, you're not going to give your eight-year-old daughter the car keys to your vehicle and say, go have a night on the town. Even if they did ask, that would be foolish. It would be foolish to give you your 12-year-old son a a rifle and say, have fun, buddy. And so there's times in our life that Father God knows what we can handle and what we can't handle. But something happens in this passage that when I begin just to do his word and I keep his commandments, even the area of giving, that God desires to bless every one of us. But so much hinges on how much we obey his, his word and what he tells us to do. Let's pray. Father God, we love you. 
We thank you again for your word tonight, Lord. We, we thank you for your faithfulness, Father God. And Lord, we, we stand before you tonight and we count our blessings and name them one by one. But Lord, we thank you. You've been good to every one of us. And we thank you, Father God, for the integrity of your word that you never change and your word never changes in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. Well, praise the Lord. Let's jump here in the Word here on a Wednesday night. Uh, turn with me to Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55, and again, some quick announcements. Again, we, we are not having our regular midweek service next Wednesday. We're going to have a picnic right out there on the front lawn. And I really, really need to pray. For, you guys pray with me that it cools off. Come on now. We can do that. We welcome you. That's what we're going to do next Wednesday night. Actually, it's going to be a great night. Uh, food fellowship. We're going to do some water baptism, so it'll be a great night. Be sure and come to that, okay? And then the rest of the announcements, if you need more info, there's an information table out there, and they would gladly assist you, okay? We're going to Isaiah chapter 55, but before we get there, you know, we, we've been talking now a couple weeks just on a little bit of faith. And we talked about the baby steps of faith, just some things that we needed to really start to do again in our lives. And if you are here a couple weeks ago, the first night we talked about just acknowledging God. Have you quit acknowledging God? Have you quit, ooh, Father God. I still acknowledge you tonight, Father God. You're the potter, I'm the clay. I, I, something happens when I begin to acknowledge Father God and I acknowledge who he is in my life. And then last week we got into another little area called hope. And I realize a lot of times people have just lost hope. Hope in dreams and hope in visions and, and hope is fuel for faith. You gotta have some hope. And so we put a little hope in you last week and so this week, we're gonna look at something else tonight, and this may kind of shock you with what I'm gonna talk about a little bit. But the word maybe. Just maybe. And so you know what the word maybe means? Perhaps, possibly, we'll see. And so when I talk about maybe, the, the maybe doesn't cancel out faith. You know what I like maybe too? Maybe is just some space for some grace. But I, I gotta come back to a place, just maybe. And so if you have children, if you're on your way to church tonight and one of your children said, on the way home, can we stop and get a, a snow cone? And you said, maybe, maybe. A child gets its hopes up off of maybe. They hear possibility. But as adults, when you hear the word maybe, do you think all the reasons it can happen or do you think of all the reasons it can't happen? And so something happens with just maybe. Now I look at Isaiah chapter 55 and we start tonight in verse eight. And the Lord says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. God's letting us know, you know, I, I don't think just the same way you think. And my ways are your ways or my ways, says the Lord. Your works are not my, my works. 
The New Living says my ways are far beyond anything you can imagine. Now, the end of verse 8, I want you to see a little nugget in there because this is going to play a huge part the rest of the night. Says the Lord. Says the Lord. And I highlight that because everything changes when it comes from the Lord. Remember that our God is still the God who takes the impossible and makes it possible. And maybe tonight all you have is a little bit of maybe in you. That's okay. Verse number nine. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. And so when I read that so many times in our lives, we, we try to fit God in, into our mold. And, and we try to make his plans in, our, in his purposes conform to me. And, and many times we, we try to put God in this box and say, God, this is how you got to move. But God doesn't think the way we think and it doesn't work the way we work. So what would happen if we would begin to say, Father God, Grace me that I would fit in your mold. Just grace me with that, Lord. That you would help me understand you more. Now, keep your, keep your finger right there. Because I'm going to come right back to this. But I, I want to read you something in the book of Job. And you say, man, where is Job? That's right before the Psalms. And you know, when I got born again, I thought it was Job. And I always had the thought, if you need a job, why don't you just read the book of Job? But I found out it wasn't Job. And so, you know, Job, he was, he was struggling with some things with the Lord. Just re really strong things. And, and God confronts Job. And when you read about this, about Job, as human beings, we always don't know the hows and the whys but we can sure know the who. And I want you to see this because he asked Job some questions. And I'm just going to read a little bit here in chapter 38. I encourage you to read Job 38, 39, and 40. And just, you'll just see how incredible God is. Verse 3. He said, now prepare yourself like a man. I will question you and you shall answer me. And you know what God's telling Job? He said, I got some questions for you, pal. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Tell me if you know so much. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? Who, who surveyed this thing called the earth, this thing called the world? Verse 12. Have you commanded the morning since your days begin? In other words, have you ever given order to the sun when to get up? And have you caused the dawn to know its place? In other words, you know what God's telling him? Have you ever told the sun when to rise and when to set? I don't think so. Verse 33 
Do you know the ordinances or the laws of heaven, of the universe? Can you set their dominion over the earth? Can you regulate these things? Can you lift up your voice to the cloud? Can you get the attention of the clouds? That an abundance of water may cover you? Can you make it rain? Can you send lightnings that they may go and to say to you, here we are? And so again, I, I read that to get us to understand. Re remember, we serve the God who holds the whole universe in the palm of his hand. And sometimes the things that God says, it, it doesn't comprehend to us. But just because I don't know everything doesn't mean I can't believe the things of God. I got to step out and begin to understand. And, and through this passage, it's interesting. Go back to Isaiah 55. But it's interesting. He said, do you tell the hawk how to fly? Do you tell the eagle where to nest? And the reason I write that is because God's ways are bigger than our ways. And his thoughts are bigger than our thoughts. Remember, this is the God who tells the stars when to shine. This is the same God that tells the rivers which way to run. This is the same God that tells the trees, the leaves, when to be green and when to fall off. None of that's coincidental. And the reason I highlight that is we serve a big God. And maybe tonight, just maybe, you're in need of a miracle. Maybe you're in touch, a, a, a touch of God. Just maybe. Isaiah 55, verse 10. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and they don't return there. They don't go back to heaven. But they water the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may get seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Now, you know, humans, we have the thought that we really know about everything, but I don't know that any of us in here really truly understand what fully takes place with the rain and the snow. But you know what? Just because I don't fully understand it doesn't mean I don't benefit from it. So I'm going with the things of faith that you may not always understand the things of God, but I can still believe with it. And he goes on to say in verse 11, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void or empty, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the very things for which I seen, have, have sent it. You know what the Lord's doing here? He's enlarging our life's potential. He said, man, I just want to help you. And so the power of his word will always fulfill the promise of his word. And I believe that God's right here saying, man, you just got to get to a place in your life where you trust my word and you trust me. Amen. And I look at this. His word won't return void or empty. His word cannot be barren or fruitless. And so I challenge you just to begin to grab a hold of the word of God have that bulldog faith remain just latch down on the word of God say you know what I'm gonna hang on to this and I'm gonna believe that God's gonna do exactly what he said he's gonna do even though sometimes I don't know how that's gonna look 
Turn with me to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Just real quickly. I just want to read one verse in here. Romans chapter 10. This will be a familiar verse to many of you. Verse 17. So then faith comes by hearing. How does faith come? By hearing. But he doesn't stop. And hearing. By the word of God. So if you get that, faith comes by hearing. And 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 hearing. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. And so before you trust, you got to learn to listen. But I got to get in tune with the word of God. I, I, I got to hear the word of God. And so it's a progression. We just keep progressing. The, the more I hear the word of God, the more I begin to progress. And I just keep going forward. And I'm not talking about getting to a place of perfection. You know, I heard a minister the other day named Tim Ross. He pastored down in Dallas. And he said, you know, we live in a society that everybody wants a perfect church. He said, well, I'll tell you how to get a perfect church. He said, first, you've got to kick the pastor out. Second, you've got to keep all, uh, kick all the, the, the elders and the deacons out. Next, you've got to kick all the volunteers out. And he said, next, you've just got to clear everybody else out. And then you lock the door. Because there is no perfect church or perfect person. So again, I'm not talking about being perfect, but I am talking about a, a progression where I just continually ha have this appetite for the word of God. Remember the Lord Jesus said in, in Matthew 4, 4, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And so I continue to hunger the word of God and my faith begins to grow and it grows the more I hear the word of God. And so the more you hear the word of God, that maybe starts increasing that I realize, you know what? God's wanting to do something in my life. And, and we do a lot of things without actually seeing them with our physical eyes. Remember Hebrews 11:1. 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Just because I can't see it with my natural eyes doesn't mean it can't happen. Prove it. How many of you are born again? How many of you have ever seen Jesus face to face? But I still believe in him. I still believe he saves. So again, a lot of times we, we get so caught up on, man, I just can't see it, so I can't believe it. So I'm sitting there studying today, and I thought, you know what? A lot of times, uh, a lot of people this time of year are going on vacation. And I say, you're going on vacation, yeah? Where are you going? Well, I'm going to go to the mountains up in Colorado where it's nice and cool. Well, what are you going to do? You know what? I'm going to sit, I'm going to sit on the, the, the balcony, and I'm going to look at all the peaks, and I'm going to drink some coffee. And then after my morning's up, there's a river right in back of the cabin. I think I'll go down there by the river and I may fish a little. So you've been there a lot of times? No, I've never been there. So you're telling me about seeing all these pigs and you're telling me about fishing and you're telling me all that, but you've never been there? No, but tomorrow morning we're going to start heading that way. That's the same with faith. I'm, I'm going to start heading that way. I'm just going to start journeying in that direction. Even though I've never been there, I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to keep progressing. And guess what? I just keep going. And before long, you know what? I'm in the mountains of Colorado. Pretty simple analogy, huh? 
Go with me to the book of Joshua chapter 6. Joshua chapter 6. And if you've hung out with the Bible very long, remember that Joshua is one of the original 12 spies that Moses sent into the promised land. 10 said no way, two, way, two said way. Joshua and Caleb. We fast forward 40 years. Joshua has been wandered around in the desert with all those knuckleheads that wouldn't believe. And so now Moses is dead. God tells him, you the man, be strong and a good courage. But the Lord said, I'm going to give you the promised land. I'm going to give it to you. Now we pick up here in chapter 6, verse 1. Now Jericho was sure it was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. When the Israelites crossed the Jordan River on their way to the promised land, that progression, the first city they show up to is Jericho, which is just back the other side of the Jordan River, the first place they come into. Verse 2, and the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand and its king and the mighty men of valor. Now, if the Lord gives us something, a lot of times we think, well, you know what? All I got to do is kick back and do nothing. Just be, be a lazy Christian and just lay around because he's given it to me. But that's not what he's talking about here. He said, I've given it into your hand. Verse 3, you shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go around all the city once. This shall, you shall do for six days. Now that's a head scratcher. Why am I doing this? Why are we going to do this? You want to see the key why we're going to do this? Look back at verse 2. And the Lord said, and the Lord said, so when the Lord says something, you can go to the bank with it. God means what he says. Amen. And so the Lord said, and so Joshua's looking at him and they're thinking, why are we going to go around the city like this? And Joshua said, because the Lord said. Because the Lord said. Verse 4. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times and the priests shall blow the trumpets. Why are we going to do that? Because God said. Because God said. Think about this again. The things that God is telling them to do, it doesn't always compute up here. But the word of God was never meant to move me up here. The word of God is meant to move me in here. And something happens when I begin to get a hold of what God tells me to do. Verse 5, it shall come to pass when they make a long blast with their ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet that all the people shall shout with a great shout, then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up every man straight before him. Why are we going to do that? Because God said Because the Lord said but I've never done anything where we shout and the walls fall down. But the Lord said. 
And when the Lord says something, it's a step of faith for me not only to step out, but it's a step of faith for me to begin to believe him. So when I look at everything that's going on here, what would happen if we don't believe it? Nothing happens. Proverbs 7, 2 says, if you do what I say, you will live well. Just do what I say. Amen. I'm going to skip real quick for, for time's sake. Verse 10. Now Joshua had commanded the people saying, you shall not shout or make any noise with your voice, nor shall a word proceed out of your mouth until the day I say to you. Now, why did the Lord tell him this? Don't shout, don't say a word. This was the memory of Israel's 40 year punishment in the wilderness. Remember what got them? Their stinking murmuring and their unbelief. And so he has a lesson in history right here. And so when facing great challenges, do not permit your, or your mouth or your lips to speak unbelieving words. Don't do it. And so you know what Joshua's saying? Keep your little mouth shut. Be quiet. Do you know a lot of times the fulfillment of the promise is lost one inch below your nose? Call your mouth. Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of my tongue. So he said, don't say a word, fellas. And then he says at the end, until the day I say to you, shout, and then you shout. Now, when you read this, this was God's unconventional strategy. I mean, every bit of this is a head walker. I mean, they're looking and said, okay, did I get this right? We're, we're to walk around the city. We're to be quiet. No walking, no talking. And then all of a sudden we shout. That doesn't make any sense. But yet something happens when I obey the word of God. The test of faith that says, you know what, Father God? I'm going to believe you. And I wonder how many of them in that group, the very first time he started talking about all, they were like, yeah, we're in, we're in, yes. And there may be some who were saying, you know what, I, I hope this works. And then there may be some that said, maybe, just maybe. And remember what maybe says? Perhaps, maybe so. Well, if you read the story, you know what ultimately happens. They shout. They do exactly what God instructed them. And the walls fell down. You know, in Hebrews 10, 38, it says, my righteous ones will live by faith. My righteous ones will have to get to a place in their life where they say, you know what, God? I trust you more than everything I'm seeing around me. I believe in you more than everything that I'm seeing around me. Even when things in the natural, they don't make sense. But I stand and I stand and I stand. And there's times in my life, there's things that, that, that I've done, me and my wife have done that just, just doesn't make sense to my natural mind. And I'll give you one of them real quick. You think about when the Lord says, honor me with your tithe 
and I'll open the windows of heaven and I'll pour out on you blessings. There will not be room enough for you to receive. I'll rebuke the devourer for your sake and the fruit of the ground shall not return barren. I remember the first few times that I read that I thought, God has gone crazy. But remember, God's thoughts aren't my thoughts and his ways aren't my ways. And then the more I look at it, I think, there's no way. I've got more months than money. God, I can't do that. That that doesn't make sense. And I remember the first time me and and Shelly put that tithe in. Man, everything within me was saying, "You're, you're crazy. Don't do it. But we faithfully tithe and we continue to tithe and we've continued to honor God 40 years. Just honored, honored, honored. And to this day, it's still shocking. Still shocking. But the first time I did it, the first time I put my tithe in, you know what I said? Maybe. Maybe. I've been there. We've all been. Maybe. Perhaps. Let's see. And then something said, just stay with it, stay with it. And before long, we begin to see the windows of heaven open in that area over and over. And so again, the things that God may not compute up here. How would you like to be Moses when he said, just stick that staff out and I'll split the sea? You're going to do what? And you're going to cause the frogs to come down and you're going to send lice and the river's going to, you're going to do what? See, again, you can go through the Bible over and over and over and over. And you may be in a lion's den experience today, but understand, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to believe God. Why don't you stand up here? You know that promised land living starts with a promise. And throughout my Bible, there's promises after promises after promises. And it's like God saying, who who will trust me? Who will believe me? But it's a promise from God. Would you bow your head here with me? Father God, we just just stand before you today and we acknowledge you as the creator. We're the creation. And right now, Lord, we ask that you would would breathe on every one of us a grace that would just, just trust you. Just trust you. And right now, Father God, we acknowledge you as Jehovah. That you're Jehovah, the great Jehovah. That you're Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. You're Jehovah Sidkenu, the God of righteousness. You're Jehovah Rafi, the God who heals. You're Jehovah Jireh, the provider. You're Jehovah Nisi, our victory tonight. And you're the never-changing God. And Lord, right now, I ask that you would deposit within every one of us the heart that knows that You said, Lord, that your word would not return empty or void. And it will do precisely what you sent it. 
And so, Father God, right now, the, the different places we're all in, the stages of our life, if you're here tonight and you say, I, I, I have a little maybe so in me, just, just a little maybe so in me. If that's you, just raise your hand and say, that's, I got a little, it's good to be honest. I got a little maybe so in me. Father God, you're seeing hands go up. Just maybe so. And so, Lord, right now, we pray the God that's still the God of miracles. Yes. Yes. You're still the God who sets people yes. free. Yes. And, Lord, right now, we, we ask that you would stir up that maybe just that maybe, just that perhaps that our God would move within us tonight. Yes, and Father God, grace us to, to take these baby steps and we continually progress. And I pray right now, Lord, that we have an appetite for the word of God. Who in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. To check out more services from Faith Church, you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at faithchurchlubbock.com for more information on upcoming events, how to give, and how you can get involved.